Hi, and welcome to Simply Happy Conversations. I'm Narelle King, and in today's episode, I'm chatting with Loretta Hart in her segment, Making Life Better, on 94.7 Pulse FM Radio. Loretta is a happiness strategist, helping people find their joy. Loretta loves a good yarn and is so much fun to chat with. In this episode, we chat about anxiety and its link to clutter. We discuss the four types of clutter, calendar, physical, emotional, and digital clutter, and tips to help you reduce all these types of clutter. Let's jump into this Simply Happy guest conversation. Welcome to Simply Happy Conversations. I'm Narelle King, wellness and organizational coach and yin and nidra yoga instructor. This podcast will help you create more time using organizational strategies so that you can start to simplify your life and prioritize your health. I'll be sharing conversations with other health and organizational experts and solo episodes with tips to help you simplify your life and prioritize your health. Joining me in the studio is Simply Happy's Narelle King. Narelle, welcome back. Oh, thank you for having me again. It's been a little while. It has been a while. It does feel like that. Narelle, you are our organizational expert and whiz is how I described you this morning. Do you feel like that? Sometimes, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) How's school holidays treating you? Oh, no, good. I've just been working. But today, today I'm having the day off and tomorrow, so it'll be good. Excellent. Excellent. When we were thinking about um, anxiety uh, and and the effects of anxiety and how it's induced and, and how we deal with it, something that came to my mind was the the mental load that a lot of women will carry um, in in managing life. And I thought this might be something that Narelle has some expertise in. Uh, definitely, definitely. Like just clutter. There is like four types of clutter, but also we have to look at the anxiety and clutter. Is it the anxiety that's causing the clutter because you're so anxious that you can't look at the clutter, you can't move past it, you've got no motivation and you just are not sure where to start? Or is it the clutter that's causing the anxiety, like the opposite way around? But yes, there is four types of clutter. So our calendar clutter, physical clutter, emotional clutter and digital clutter. Let me just tick those through my brain. Yes, 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 and yes. Oh, yes, you see them all. <laughs> I do. I think, I think I know what you mean. Think, and which one would you say is the most uh, problematic for you out of those four? I think I think it's physical clutter mm-hmm. um, because I, I – I, I, maybe, maybe because I can see it. But I remember when I was thinking about this, I remember when I was pregnant with my first child that um, he was born in February. But – at Christmas time, I remember crying to my sister because she said, what would you like for Christmas? And I said, oh, I just wanted someone to weed the garden because it's really getting me down. Like, it was weeds in a garden, like, you know, that didn't matter in the slides and no one cared. But it was almost like that thing I just couldn't manage because I couldn't get down because I was so pregnant and I couldn't do the thing anymore. But it was so insignificant, but it meant massive things to me. Does that make sense? Oh, definitely. I have that rhythm in my life. So right now I need to cut my roses back. I've probably even missed the mark a little bit, but I know that that's there and it's in my head and it's that mental clutter going, you need to do those roses. Every time I drive into my driveway, I see them and I'm like, I don't have time today. And um, yeah, so I get it. It's that things in your head that you know you need to do, but it's finding the time to do them, isn't it? Well, and also I think sometimes they're they're small things that in the scheme of things don't really matter, but they start to take on mammoth proportions and they they almost say so much about me. 
Does that make yeah, sense? Yeah, yep. Yes, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're quite anxious maybe about those small things and they build up. And I, I know other people who can just look past that and it's not in the back of their mind. But for some of us, that does, if we're already sort of quite an anxious person, that's going to add to our anxiety, those little expectations, isn't it, that we have on ourselves? I think it is expectations. And yeah. about, I think the expectation is something to do with um, how I normally function. Mm. And when we have a little bit added stress or a little added workload, those expectations, we don't change them, do we? No, no, we don't. At all. We don't, we don't no, bring no, them no, down. No, no. But we, but, but we can't manage them like, like potentially like when we used to. Okay, so we're talking calendar, physical, emotional, and digital clutter with the people that you're working with when you're helping them sort out their organisational life. Is there one that is more impactful than others? No. So I would say though, it's definitely the physical and emotional. And then the digital. But the digital is always the last one to tackle. Okay. So I feel like I work with people mainly around their physical and emotional and then we might lead into the digital last because that's the one that you can't see. So our physical is the stuff that you can see and it's usually because of a lack of systems or a lack of homes. We haven't set up places for our things to go. So it's like looking at your home and working out where is the clutter accumulating. Is it accumulating on your kitchen bench or is it accumulating on your fridge or maybe it's at the front door and what can we do to sort of help set up a system there? Do we need like a little cube unit for somewhere for our like drop zone for all of our keys and our things? Do we need some magazine holders to put our paperwork so when we get home, even if we're not sorting it, at least it's got a place to go. So just looking around your home and looking at where is that physical clutter accumulating? Whereas our emotional clutter is our fear and guilt. So our guilt is like we've bought something and we hold on to it. We may not have worn it. We may not wear it because it's not the right size. It's not the right color. But because we've invested maybe a substantial amount of money in it, we can't let it go. And so we hold on to it. And that's just creating more physical clutter in our home. And then there's also, though, the guilt of maybe someone's bought something for you or it's been handed down. Oh, the handed yes. down. And you're not sure what to do. So when I work with clients, one of my first things is always when they say, I'm going to give this to my sister, I'm going to give it to the friend down the road. I'm like, please send them a text first, check with them. And that then gives them a chance to say, actually, I don't really need that right now. Whereas when you're physically passing it over to someone, they're like, oh, thanks, and they don't know. Then they don't know what to do with it. Well, they know they don't want it, but they will. Depending on the guilt, they will hold on to it. So you're just shifting your clutter to someone else. To someone else, exactly. Please don't exactly. do that. No, no. But let's let's look after our sisterhood here. Yes. <laughs> and then there's the fear. What if I need it? Yes. So you know you keep things because you're not sure whether you'll need it down the track. You know that I think we've talked about it here. The white urn in the cupboard. You've talked, <laughs> but please tell us about the white urn again. Well, the white urn. You've maybe got that white urn only because I saw another one the other week, and I was like, "Do you really need? That? When was the last time you used that white urn?" And she's like, "I'm not sure, but I may need it one day." And I'm like, "Surely we could borrow, hire." get that from somewhere else and we don't need to take up that huge amount of space in your cupboard. Do, your, do your clients know your catchphrases? Couldn't you hire, buy or get another one in 20 oh, minutes? Some of them might be, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Within 20 minutes and $20, could we get something else? Yeah. I love 
Facebook Marketplace in particular, but any of those secondhand, that you could go on there and see how much money you could get for the item, but then how easily you could just purchase it again if you need to. So it's interesting that this emotional clutter that we talk mm. about, anxiety, well, and anxiety, they're probably anxiety producing. Oh, definitely, yes. Th- this guilt and the fear. fear. Um, are they always related to things? Like, you know, um, you know, emotionally, like I, I have clothes that I, I don't wear and I've wasted money. Is it always, is it, or is it sometimes about actions or about what's happening in our life? It's, it's not oh, always about definitely. things. Yeah. yeah, 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 definitely. But, you know, within the things in our life, it might be also, yeah, like I can't let that person. So then that might flow into your calendar clutter. So I, I don't want to let those friends down. I Even though I've had a huge week at work, I should go to that dinner on Friday night. But actually, maybe you need to actually have that night off. So it's looking at that that guilt. Why am I feeling guilty about this when I really should be thinking about myself? So when we can do a little bit of reflection and we can just sort of take a mm. breath and just ask that question, does that help shift the clutter? Definitely. Definitely. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Definitely. <laughs> yes. Or maybe that's what you just thought of. The Nicole. You maybe you're the Nicole of your group of friends. Who's Nicole? You, well, it's just a saying. And you organize everything. But maybe you've also organizing everything. You're on every committee at school. You're on the canteen. You're on the school board. You're on the netball board. And you're the coach. And as well, you maybe have a five-day-a-week job as well and you're trying to manage all that plus whatever kids' activities. So looking at those and saying, actually, maybe I could let that go because why am I doing all of this? What am I trying to fulfill? Because often our, our actions are really about, about getting our needs met, aren't they? Definitely, yes. And so if we have a big old need for connection, then mm. we tend to put ourselves in places where we can be the connector or we can you know, meet others and, and be with them. But it's almost like sometimes we ratchet that a little too high and it, and it sort of almost goes into a like an overload zone, doesn't it? Yeah, definitely. Definitely, yeah. When in the year when in the week, but when in the year, is it a good time just to actually stop and just have a bit of a look? Because I think sometimes we, um, or, or maybe it's any time you like, but sometimes we get into a role of things like uh, I'm coaching the kids basketball, but that goes for another season or mm. I, I, I said I'd be on the school committee and that doesn't finish until the end of the year. When is it, a, is there a good time just to do a little bit of a, an audit? Well, for me, I find coming into school holidays is great and that's when I'll always um, look at it. But for other people, I mean, it's when you've got to maybe going into a holiday. That's for me. When I've got that time and space or creating maybe a weekend where you're just going to have no plans and at some stage in that weekend, you're going to sit down and have a look. Look at your physical space, look at your calendar and work out if there's clutter there in your life and what what you could change. What do you think if we're not overly aware, mm. some some of us aren't so aware, what are some of the red flags that maybe we have clutter that we're not really taking care of? I suppose sense? that's going to be the anxiety, isn't it? <laughs> yes. So maybe like for me, it would show up as yelling at my kids. And that's when I know, oh, I'm at capacity. I need to drop something. But that's taken a lot of awareness, a lot of time to get to that point. So looking at maybe, I don't know, for you, like maybe it's your gut health that's showing up or there's some sort of signs that things aren't quite right. That's maybe a trigger from your anxiety. Mm. Can you think of any yourself? Mm, mm, mm. (laughs) 
like it. Headaches. This is not about me. Backs, backaches. Yeah, like it just shows up in your physical body usually as well. Yeah. And what do you think we can do in regard – like can we recruit others to help us? I know know we can always ask for help. Yes. But what are effective ways of of maybe getting some support that actually helps clear clutter, whether it be, you know, digital, physical, emotional? Mm. Yeah, and so I love – outsourcing and delegating. That doesn't mean necessarily, you know, going and getting a tax professional to do your tax or a... Or a but that's um, actually quite helpful. That would be great. <laughs> or a cleaner. But thinking about your family, how can we use our family members around us that can share the load rather than you having to do everything? Or And also looking out for yourself. Maybe like for myself, I love doing the washing and I'm quite happy managing the washing system. So is there... Is it the part of the home that you want to have the control, but are there other parts that maybe you could delegate to a partner or even children or even maybe extended family as well? Possibly it could be like someone's share. I know years ago I had we had a babysitter group and also I used to take it in turns with my sister and we'd have a day to ourselves to do that stuff and catch up and she'd have my kids and then I'd have her kids. So there's so many you know creative ways that we can think about Sharing the load. Yes, sharing the load. But no one knows you've got a load unless you maybe have a chat about it. You've got to ask, yes. And hopefully you've got a friend there that's like can, you know, point it out to you in a lovely, caring way and maybe make some suggestions. How about I take your kids on Saturday so you can have some time to yourself to look at the areas are really, really, you know, chaotic at the moment. Yeah. And I suppose maybe, you know, if we're listening out to mm. friends, listening for, for conversations, listening to how they're traveling, then we can maybe be a bit tuned into that. Mm, definitely. And look, I know there's lots of people because I do work with families that don't have that close person who would point it out, but there's some amazing services here in Geelong. You know, it's family services, Orange Door, that can support families and support um you know, particularly women with, you know, single mums with children to give them the support to help them through these these things as well. Excellent. Okay. But my last one is about digital clutter. Oh, yeah. <laughs> because that feels really <laughs> tricky. Well, it's because we can't see it. It's hidden, isn't it? It's on your phone. And when do you usually go, okay, it's when it says you need to pay for more storage or you need to do this before you can access this part of your phone. <laughs> do you know, I was uh, I was at um, a friend's son's 18th on Friday night and my friend loves photos. She's a big photo taker and she's taking photos of all the family. And But then I looked over and she's madly doing something on her phone. So she couldn't actually be part of the you know, the, the fun of the night because she's madly doing And I'm like, what are you doing? She goes, my storage is full. I can't take any more photos. Uh, it happened to my daughter the other day and she was like, can you just pay? And I went, you are 14. I am not paying for your storage yet. You need to go back and delete and delete. And seriously, she spent probably three to four hours on a Sunday afternoon deleting all the videos and coming back and showing me and but the other thing is like uh, folders. So folders are our best friend. And I did this with a client yesterday that we might have all these folders and she had so many folders is and it was just over, digital? like on digital, like okay. desktop or even in her, um, you know, OneDrive. And we created like the major folder, like medical, home, 
and just then put all the other little folders underneath it so it's not so overwhelming when you open it up and it's a lot easier to find things. Whereas if you have it just like everywhere, it's also easier because you can use the tags and you can then search a lot easier. So it's for searchability because we want ease of retrieval. Yes. Is our aim. Yes, yeah. yes. So be able to put your finger on it when you need it. Sometimes um, I might share my screen with someone uh, yeah. when I'm on my desktop and um, they shudder a little because my desktop screen is a little, um, <laughs> well, I'd call it colourful. There's just lots of oh, things. colourful. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> but I think I think what is clutter for one person is not for someone else. Oh, definitely. And same as physical clutter too. Yeah. Definitely. Because, I mean, sometimes I'm in a a Facebook group and someone will take a screenshot of something on their phone and down the bottom they might just have the little um, um, messages or email icon and it might say 7,621. And... People aren't even looking at what they're supposed – they're all saying, excuse me, you have 7,000 unread emails. Doesn't that just freak you out? And they're like, no, I don't care about that. It's, yeah, it's fine. And, and look, to be honest, I have my kids' emails are on like the Gmail. So I've got theirs and my own and our family. So in their promotions, there's hundreds and they haven't deleted them. So they actually show up on my phone. So I actually just ignore it. But I know mine's at zero and that's all that matters. So it's about finding your level of comfort within definitely. that digital clutter. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. But I definitely think folders are really, really helpful. And like photos, you know, just year. Like at least sort your photos into the year is going to help be able to manage and find them as well. Okay. We didn't talk about calendar clutter. Have you got a minute to talk about that? Sure, sure. Is this when we have... You know, you've got to get Bobby off to netball and Judy off to clarinet lessons and you're supposed to be at somewhere. Is that like the clash? Is that what we're talking about? A little bit, but also maybe having too much. So a little bit like the Nicole booking everything and doing stuff is considered calendar clutter, but also the clash. And I know we've talked, I think maybe last year or this start of the year, about having a shared calendar. So with everybody in your family so that everyone knows where they are and then can maybe also highlight the clashes to you and say... Mum, I've got netball, you're picking me up, but you're, it says here you're working until 5.30. Who's going to do that? So I think giving visibility to the whole family is a great thing about having some sort of shared calendar. Would, it, would you also suggest that a time in the week where the family can all be together for a minute just to have a chat about what, what we, what's happening this week? Definitely. We is do that... it Sunday night, so at dinner time. And ours is a bit like, okay, if we do this and sit down, because I do get the moans and groans. I was going to say, yeah. Mm, yeah, so yeah, boring. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it was interesting because my daughter this week, I hadn't, we hadn't even, it was at lunchtime. She was like, I want to know what's going this week because it's holidays and who's here and who's where. So she had someone to drive her. And so she actually did the calendar and then she goes, can we do the meeting now instead of at dinner? And it was like, great. So we sat down, quickly did it. And it doesn't take very long. But bribery is the other way. He's like, okay, let's have a nice dessert or play a game. My son loves games. So, yeah, that gets them on board. Rightio. I suppose what, what we're really talking about here is managing our clutter so that it doesn't push us off into feelings of anxiety and, and anxiousness because then when we're in that overwhelmed state, mm. we sort of can't manage much. No, definitely. And you can't do it on your own. Can't do it on your own and don't don't try and declutter all at once. Oh, definitely. No, no, no. <laughs> Just look for those hot spots. Okay. Look for the hot, hot spots. Spot. Where, where, what's, um, you know, bringing out the, um, the irritable bowel or uh, the, the yes. tight head or maybe you're not sleeping? Like yes. what are oh, your red huge. flags? That's me. So sleeping, sore neck, um, gut. Gut is huge, the irritable bowel. 
Um, sometimes even muscle tightness and soreness, like in your legs and things like that. Yeah. Look, look out for the red flags and see where you can minimize some clutter. Yeah. Narelle King, Simply Happy, thank you so much again. Wonderful conversation. Oh, no, thank you. No, it's always great. Thank you so much for joining me for today's Simply Happy conversation. If you'd like to reduce your paper and digital clutter and free yourself from the overwhelm of clutter so that you can claim back time and space to enjoy the things you love, head over to simplyhappy.com.au in the resource section and grab the declutter checklist and start to reduce your clutter even with small amounts of time. I'd like to acknowledge the Wathaurong people of the Kulin Nation on which this podcast is recorded as the traditional custodians of the land. I pay my respects to their elders, past, present and emerging.